Welcome to season three of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Brett. If you're new to the podcast, we are three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, you know what to expect. The three connoisseurs haven't changed, and the producers are always a wild card. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our previous content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at craftbeercons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at craftbeerconnoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I am Brett. I'm Chris. And I'm Tyler. And along with us is a new producer, of course, producer Tristan. Oh, hey, Welcome, Tristan. Tristan. Oh, wow. A clap, a clap yeah, for, for Tristan. Tristan. Yeah, he's oh, way better than producer Paul. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, the old in with the Tristan. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Slake Brewing, which is in Picton, Ontario. Wait a uh, second. We've had Picton before, have we We not? have been to Picton uh, in the county. Uh, Prince Edward County. Uh, it, it was actually uh, Picton had our number one brewery last year. There you go. You mean yeah. Prince Eddie's? Prince Eddie's, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And by last year, you mean last season. Uh, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so again, we're going to be having two beers today. The first one is Mosey, uh, which is a German Pilsner. And the second is Darren the One-Eyed Cat, which is listed as a barrel-aged grape ale. Wow. That should be interesting. interesting. Like that's that. definitely the first grape ale we've probably had in the podcast for sure. Yeah. Totally. And maybe in our life. Anyway, to finish up the episode, we're going to talk about our dream brewery and how would we design it. And we're back, and quite honestly, I'm very surprised we're back. I thought producer Tristan was going to walk out. Oh my gosh! Goodness gracious! You know, and prima donna. I you know, get some right? of these guys that you don't even pay; they think you should be paying them. Thinks he runs the show. Holy my goodness! Moses. Anyway, we are going to talk about Slick. Okay, we are. Yes. Now's a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's a great time. So Slake is located at 181 Mowbray Way in Picton. Actually, just a few minutes outside of Picton, on a gravel road where all the beer is created and brewed on a small farm that's built into a limestone hill. Hence. The name of the episode, yes. On the Limestone Hill. Now, <laughs> so, so, so forward thinking, right? <laughs> it's almost like it you know, happened. Uh, now, producer Tristan um, has been to Slake. He has. And he calls it the best view from a brewery in Ontario. Wow. And we've had a couple of breweries on the podcast that have some great views. And he those, calls it the best. Those are high standards. I think so. So the brewery farmland itself is owned by Greg Landucci. And it's operated in partnership with Eric Portalance and head brewer Eric Bobas. So, Eric squared. Uh, so <laughs> Great math. Yeah. Good job. So, Greg and Eric Portalance, uh, if you remember from our episode on Halo, they were the ones who actually formed Halo and then sold their stake in it to open a brewery in Prince Edward County, which is now Slake. There you go. So, the brewery was uh, intended to actually be open in the fall of 2019, but uh, we're not able to make their first batch of beer until July of 2020, right smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. And we've discussed it with other breweries. Is it's uh, it was a trying time for sure. Kind of threw out the business plan a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, customers started to be welcomed in the middle of October of 2020. So that's where we're at. Um, now we've got some notes down here, as we've been discussing from our producer. And so, when, when was uh, Tristan there? I think he was there summer of 2021. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So he went during COVID. Uh, so the inside of the brewery is pretty empty. However, they have a huge glass wall overlooking the limestone hill. And we're able to walk out on the limestone hill 
to watch the sunset. Oh, how romantic. Aww. If I call, recall correctly uh, from Tristan's uh, Untapped, I believe he had a beer called something about sunset and he took it during the sunset. It's almost wow. like he planned that. Yeah. Just an absolute... You think that would have been a great place for him to get down on one knee and propose? A hopeless wow. romantic. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity. He, he, he chose to do it somewhere else. Anyway, <laughs> so outside they have a large picnic table as well as large rocks to sit on to watch the sunset. Uh, and we're going to put those on our Instagram for Absolutely. you guys to see and hopefully maybe get you guys up to uh, Prince Edward County and to go to Slake. And also to Prince Eddie's. Yes. There you go. And and Pictonburg, too. Yeah. And, and the other, what, <laughs> yeah, 10, just, bur- just 10 breweries them, or something? Just all up yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So Sleek is focused on using exclusively Ontario malt and re- to reduce the carbon footprint. So the spent grains are distributed amongst farms on Mulberry Road. Mulberry Road. Mulberry yes. Road. So we have some experience kind of dealing with spent grains. Um, we do? Bre- yeah. Brewing some, some beer. So uh, we definitely understand that. that and... Uh, you know, also with our, you know, maybe a, a little teaser on Tristan's uh, producer special, but we learned, you know, sometimes it might be not good for the farm animals to give them spent grains. You got to kind of mix it in with their uh, regular their feed. regular feed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, also, uh, they make clean, balanced drinking ales and lagers along with mixed fermentation beers from their barrel cellar program. So they've got some barrel-aged stuff, which we're, I believe, going to try today, and yes. also some, you know, just clean lagers, which we're also going to try Absolutely. today. I think we're going to have one from this section, one from that section. Exactly. And it's good that uh, they were able to send us one of each to kind of get their uh, styles down. For sure. Now, the actual inside of the brewery itself is a modern-looking building that has um, big, massive windows, which would make sense. It'd kind of play to the, you know, the aesthetic of the outdoors. Yeah, you wouldn't want just a brick wall there blocking that view. Right. No. <laughs> you, you definitely want those spectacular views, which is overlooking again the sunset, which would be, you know, enjoying a super sunset, which is what uh, producer Tristan had. Or maybe um, a slow, slow. Maybe. Oh. Um, and uh, yeah, you get to enjoy the uh, the views of the county. Prince Edward County. How does it get the whole like the county? They, like you, they went like ahead. It was you know what? It's it's their slogan that they made. That's some sort of like licensing it, thing that no, uh, you were in. No, oh, it okay. just it stuck with them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, in terms of Untapped, uh, our average rating or their average rating, sorry, they've had twenty six beers created and their average is three point seven nine with over nine thousand check ins. That's pretty good for I'd say uh, so. For what a year, two years, basically. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Not bad. So in terms of beers that we've had. Okay. Um, producer. Obviously, he's the only one who's been there. Uh, he has had three. Do not know why he didn't bring back some for us, but that is something we'll have to take up with him offline. If he doesn't make it to beer one, you know, we punched him out. <laughs> um, so he had three beers. Again, Super Sunset, the Slow Slow, uh, he both rated a four. And the Cherry Valley uh, was a three. Uh, I have had one. I had Hatch. I believe I got it from the old Galt bottle shop, if I remember correctly. Nice. Uh, and I have uh, 3.75. And Teller and Chris, a bit of donuts. And that's not talking about the flavor of beer. Yeah, this that's is... just uh, talking about the amount of beers you've had. I like, this is, what, my third or fourth in a row, I think, where I've had... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's almost been all season. Def- yeah. Definitely. This is our, th- our third episode of the season featuring a brewery. Obviously, right, yeah. we have Paris Beer, Paris beer Fest. The one. So this is um, three, three for three. I'm, I'm christening it, if you will. Wow. By not having any. And I I love that. I've, I'm actually... I'm su- super excited by the way that this has started yes. season three. Yes, and I have had zero beers from Slake before today. 
And I, I know I did mention on our first episode featuring Falcon that I wasn't going to have any episodes where I had zero before this season. And it here we are. But alas, what it, are we? This is what it is. Just, just, just under twenty percent of the way through, I guess, and uh, you've already got the donut. Yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a quarter of the way through. I you mean, know, Chris, you though, know. you gave a valiant effort. Not bad. I the did. Old, the old college try, if you will. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> You didn't succeed. And if you ain't first, you're last. True. <laughs> so, well, I guess I'm last. <laughs> there you this go. Is correct. Uh, so in terms of food that they have there, uh, food trucks are brought in most weekends, as with a lot of breweries. Uh, with some, Also, they have, do have some uh, food menu items. Just one of them being Montreal-style all-dressed hot dogs. Oh. Right? I don't know what's the difference, like, the difference between like a Montreal style hot dog and like a Toronto style hot dog? Like, well, you know, probably has like the Montreal smoked meat. Smoke meat I hope it. so. Yeah. I hope so. I just got a batch of Montreal smoked meat and it is phenomenal. <laughs> oh, I love Montreal oh smoked meat. Oh my God, it's good. Yeah. It's good stuff. It is. Now, oh Slake offers an Ontario-wide flat rate of shipping, uh, which is $10. Speaking so, of good stuff, right there. So, so before this episode, I should have placed an order, paid the $10 I myself. I would have split it with you. Uh, well, there you go. And then we we could have got both it out had of zeros. We could have got it out of this. Yeah. You could have had more beers than all of us. <laughs> oh, mistakes were made. Uh, what were we thinking? Uh, but instead, we you're just like, no. That's okay. I'll take my zeros. I've heard Tyler's got to finish some stouts from like last year. So. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Maybe it's not for the best in terms of him filling up his beer fridge with more beer. There you go. Chris, now what are the hours of the brewery? Yeah, so if you're in the county and you're doing a little uh, brewery hopping, you can hit Slake from Monday to Friday from 12 to 8.30, Saturday to Sunday, a little earlier, 11 to 8.30. But that 8.30 will get you... Uh, you know, especially this time of year, yeah. perfect sunset. Sure, it, it dwindles sure. down as the uh, you know sunset a, a, comes. As the beer does as well. Now, if you if you're <laughs> there in in June or July, you might want to stay there later than eight thirty to get the sunset. But you know, it I, is hope, what I it hope is. they're not kicking you out at eight thirty. I bet they are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, have your beer and sit outside. They kick you right down that limestone hill. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, as always, we're going to link to their information on our social media. All right. Well, let's climb up the hill, boys, and have beer number one. A big shout out and thank you to Eric from Slake for sending us the beers that we're having on today's episode. Definitely. Thank you. Now, we should probably talk about the first beer. Let's do it. All right. So the first beer we're having today is Mosey, which is a German Pilsner, 4.8% ABV, and the IBUs are unlisted. Mm. All right. So this is apparently going to go down crisp and easy. That is made with uh, 100% Ontario malt, which we've talked about earlier on. Is yep. They try to get all 100% Ontario malts for all their beers. From Barn Owl, it will have apparently a light straw and bready flavor with a hint of sweetness that finishes with an appropriate bitterness. The appropriateness will be judged upon ourselves. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Correct. So this beer that we're having today, the specific one... And every single batch is lagered for six weeks and then carbonated naturally to oh, give nice. it those nice bubbles. Mm. All right. It's amazing to see how this pours. And we'll get there in a minute. In terms of untapped, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs and on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons. Trust me, do it. Uh, <laughs> Mosey has 766 check-ins with an average rating of 3.68 out of 5. The can has 572 of those 766 check-ins at 3.68. Adds up. Yep. And there's only one five out of five. And before we segue on to Tyler, uh, just talking about the can a little bit, 
Um, do, you, do you want to save that? Let me open it up, and then you can talk about the kid. Yeah, you know See, what? The producer actually put it in the right spot where you're supposed to do I it. I thought he left. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally says, Fife, talk about the kid here, which is after the segment in which I go now. Yeah, but I thought he left. <laughs> no, Tristan's still here. Oh Tristan's my God. Just what what kind of stuff do we put in the contact when they come back? So here we go. Ready? I'm going to do this. Then you can go ahead and talk about that. Oh, and Chris is going to talk about his glass. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah I see what's go. happening yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. All right, grab your glass, grab your can, and let's open her up. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the can here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you talk while yes, I pour. Yes, the can entails, uh, I believe, is mostly like a kind of flower, perhaps? No? Nothing? Okay. No. Um, it's almost like a, a nice little beige uh, with a couple of just, you know, Basic, simple, to the point designs um, in terms of some colorful dots, and then telling you that it's pills, crisp, easy, to the point. Nothing, nothing, uh, pretty simple, but sometimes simple is good. Chris, this is your part. Talk about the glassware. Yes, thank you. You you go ahead and and open yours up, Brett. I will. Uh, So we are drinking this out of a Pilsner glass because it's a Pilsner. So make sure to use your proper glassware. So just for your benefit, Brett, I feel like this is the appropriate time to say it. Mosey is, is kind of by definition about uh, more like a, a slow saunter, taking your time with a walk, right? Yeah. Um, and if I do recall from even Stevens, there was a joke that they said um, that you you're go. so old that uh, instead of the walk sign, it said, Mosey, don't Mosey. Yes. <laughs> if you do recall that episode. I do recall that episode. I believe that was about their... I not have even Stevens references on my bingo card today. <laughs> that was about their teacher, I it think. It was about the teacher. Yeah. said, you're so old, your social security number's one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why those jokes stuck with my head, but the, they did. The things yeah. that stay with you for, I just what, 20 them, plus even years? Even Stevens' movie yeah. being absolutely terrible. Never saw it. Uh, well, I, I think I plus, see my it. friend. Yeah. There you go. There you go. But uh, so that's what uh, Mosey means. Right. Just so uh, you and everybody at home who did not know. There you go. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. What do we got here, guys? You want to talk about maybe some of this fluffy head? Yeah, this yes. is a, a beautiful fluffy head. I poured Almost mine. Almost call it that pillowy head, right? Yeah, pillowy. Absolutely. I poured mine pretty thick. It's a, a good, it probably was three or four fingers. Now it's down to two. So nice. dissipating rather quickly. But in terms of the actual beard that I see, uh, Definitely some uh, some clearness to it. Like you can yes. pretty well see through it. Yeah, I'd um, say so. Pretty as you would expect from a Pilsner. And uh, I see that carbonation that they mentioned. Uh, they said it was naturally carbonated. And I can see those, a few of those bubbles yes. kind of floating up. Yeah, you love to see your bubbles in your beer. That's for sure. Definitely. All right. <laughs> I don't know what Tyler's doing over the glass over there, but. Sort of I think he's cleaning the, cle- condensation cleaning the condensation off, off oh. so that way I can get kind of a better uh, uh, better viewpoint of it, right? So again, leading to the, some of that translucency, which which you were yeah. talking about earlier on. So you can see your hand on the other side, which is nice. Um, again, a nice, um, um, I don't know, honey crisp kind of look to honey it. Honey crisp, yes. Yeah. yeah. Talk about something I haven't had in a while, honey crisp. <laughs> there you go. Even Stevens and Honeycrisp. Yeah. Probably, probably like a little bit lighter uh, than honey, like a straw color, I think. A um, nice but... Allen's apple juice. Okay. Okay. You know? What about Simply Apple? Nah, that's too thick. It's hazy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what do you guys smell on this one? Yeah, what are we getting? I, I'm getting like just the. The classic kind of Pilsner yeah, smell that I would Pilsner expect. Vibe. I think that's kind of what they're going for here. It's just a classic Pilsner. Yeah. Easy drinking. If somebody's coming in the brewery and saying, what's that closest thing you got to a Bud Light? 
We yeah. got Mosey. Mosey on over here to have it. There you go. So this is a, we'll, we'll tell everyone, we're drinking this out of a 355 milliliter can rather than a tall boy. But I think uh, that combined with the fact that it's a Pilsner, I think this is going to go down really nicely. Yes, I think so too. Yeah. And speaking of that, should we maybe like, I don't know, start drinking it? Put it down? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Good call, Chris. You put it down while I'll pick it up. How about that? Let me know what your uh, initial thoughts are, uh, Chris and Brett, and then I'll uh, get sipping it a little bit. A lot of lip smacking yes. going on, but not a lot um, of conversation. Definitely, definitely clean. Uh, it's just something I can't really put my finger on it right now. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of... Uh, Earthy? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. That That's right, kind of what floral. I was thinking. Yeah, maybe floral, which is what Chris Don is... Uh, Oh well, little Tristan. Tristan, I'm going little accent there. Oh my god! Did he pay you extra for that? <laughs> <laughs> like, did we just become like a, I don't know, like a luxury podcast? Yeah, brand? there you go. Hey, Tristan. Tristan, and then uh, we're having this mosaic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, Tristan. Yeah, Tristan uh, put that floral there, uh, which I which I think is a, a good description. So is earthy, um, but yeah, definitely like you're getting that crisp pilsner taste that you would expect okay yeah i i'm getting same sort of thing is it's uh, a real down-to-earth kind mm. of beer mm. um you go there back you go. to what brett said is like this is one that you know would replace some of those traditional three or five brewery kind of beers yep. um this is one of those that i think you could have several of them enjoy them but it does have like a unique flavor profile to it, mm-hmm. um, which is a little bit different than like a general um, Pilsner, right? So a- again, a little bit more of the earthy undertones. Um, but yeah, we'll get to the flavor profiles when, we, yeah. when we're there and I'll, yeah. I'll kind of break it out a bit more. Yeah, I think that kind of earthiness sits there for a little bit on the back end too. Yes. So yes. at first I'm getting like that crispness from, you know, traditional Pilsner crispness and then it's just kind of turns into that earthiness and just sits in your mouth for a little it's bit. It's one of those things that it's got that like a little bit of breadiness too. Yeah. But more so it's got that taste that lingers for like you, you taste it, put it down, 30 seconds later you're still tasting the beer, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's more so where I'm I'm at. Uh top five characteristic profiles, because I'm gonna be big on saying that instead of flavors now. Um <laughs> so number one, crisp. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty crisp, yeah. That's what I'm getting yeah. right off the hop. Number two, clean. It's clean, but like because that aftertaste kind of lingers for a while, I don't know that it necessarily goes down clean. Okay. So Does that make sense? Yeah, I think what you're saying is essentially um, the swallow or the sip that you're having is, is clean throughout except for it just doesn't finish well. Doesn't, doesn't, um, have doesn't, have that fin- doesn't have that mouth feel that you're looking for. No, no, I think it's just the finish of it. Yeah, the finish it it doesn't fire itself out. It finishes. It, it long. sits there. Yeah, it's a yeah. very very kind of laborious kind of uh, finish on it. It, it, it moseys. Yes. Ah, ah, there you go. Maybe uh, maybe that's where they came. There up it is. With. Yes, there you are. Uh, number three, grassy. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm getting earthy undertones. Uh, Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> just right now myself. Tristan. Tristan's getting uh, more of a, a floral kind of aspect, maybe perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a bit of a distinguish, distinguishing factor there between like a floral a, and a grassy, earthy, right? Yes, yes. And um, I think somewhere maybe in between is what Tristan's kind I'm, of thinking of that. I'm more so like below the grass in terms of like soil. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's, that's kind of where it comes from, yeah, right? It's like, exactly. there's a bit of a difference. Yeah. Uh, maybe Tristan can clarify if it is more floral or if it is very more earthy. What's uh, what Tristan what getting here? Thinking? We'll see. Uh, number uh, four. Oh, 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 earthy. Earthy. What? Just putting possibilities. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. That's good. Okay. Yep. That's good. That's good that you're giving us lots of choice. Tristan. <laughs> uh, number four, bitter. Yeah, it does have bitterness. Yes, um, and Tristan, no, this is, this is a good point. This is a good is point. Saying on the finish, yeah. it's, it's bitter. I yeah. I would agree. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And number five, multi. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the flavors in which we're getting are malt forward. I think it's it's and come from the malts, correct? Yeah, yes. and I think that's where we're kind of sitting at is we're using some very light malts mm-hmm. um, that are giving it um, a little bit of that. Breadiness, a little bit of that earthy tone. Um, maybe, maybe I would actually flip that around and say maybe it's a more of an earthy tone and like a bready kind of undertone to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, Tristan saying maybe refreshing, crushable. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning I thought it might be you know really easy to go down and it, it does go down easy, but I would I was thinking it might be more crushable than it is if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And you say it's light though. I think there's, that's another characteristic they put in there is light. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's just again some of those flavors that we are getting is is the earthiness, um, whether it's like a I don't want to say like a graham cracker, but like a, a, a thin wafer almost, like a very um breadiness to it, right? So not thinking that yeah. multi belongs in the top five, would you say? No, I'm just trying to give a little bit more of a, a deeper dive into the maltiness instead of, and we we talk about this in our in our prude home and and our certification for that is just instead of just giving it one kind of uh, terminology is going a little bit more in depth and, and peeling back some of those layers of what that maltiness actually is instead of just saying it's yellow. What does that yellow look like, right? Yeah, so for sure, just want to kind of peel yeah. back some of those layers yeah. there. And if you guys uh, have I, any I'm more, I'm glad that uh, you've uh, peeled back the layers. Good uh, of that. Uh, Chris, anything else before you move on to uh, an untapped user thought that you have the first one for? No, I'll just uh, jump right into that. So the first one comes from Mike D, uh, beer Brit underscore MTL. So I think Montreal. Uh, and British, perhaps? It, yeah, there you go, is Mike's handle. On August 3rd, stated, bready and sweet but crisp, great head and mouthfeel too. Uh, Mike gave it a 4.25 out of 5, and Mike purchased it from Dominion City Brewing, which is in Ottawa. And as I mentioned with uh, Slake there, you can find a lot of them at the bottle shops, like Old Gold Bottle Shop in the city, uh, Sidewalk Bottle Shop, all those. And don't be worried to support your local bottle shops by any stretch of the imagination. Totally. Uh-huh. Sorry, I got you, you mid mouthful. You did, <laughs> mid sip, if you will. Yeah. Uh, the next one I have is Gabe, and the handle is GBZEE on July 4th. GBZ. Yep. Uh, <laughs> clean and fresh, solid grassy to bitter ratio, crisp peppery cracker finish, solid go-to crispy option. And then also rated um, a four out of five. So in that four area, um, similar to uh, the... Is anybody getting that peppery that now that it's brought up? Not peppery, but like cracker, yeah. uh, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I could see that. I think that's what we were kind of uh, alluding to earlier on, right? He's Almost like, that. like a Trisket for Tristan. There you go. There you go. Okay. Well, I'll just stop my sentence <laughs> and uh, move on to my rating. So I'm going to give this one a uh, 3.25. Mm. I I was uh, 
I was a little unsure where I'm going to go. I'm going to, uh, you, you persuaded me, Tyler. I'm going to go 3.25 also. Yes. I'm I gonna, don't know if I persuade you in the right or the wrong, but I'm glad well, I persuaded it, you. It was between that or three, so okay. you persuaded okay, you me up. up. There you yeah, go. I was kind of a toying between a three and a 3.25. I think I'm going to lean more. If I had the on premium, I'd go like a 3.2. Sure. Uh, so that's going to obviously run up for me to 3.25. All right. And, what about uh, Tristan? Tristan, uh, he's a little bit lower than me, both on the podcast scale and <laughs> the writing. I'm kidding. Uh, he <laughs> gave it a three. <laughs> All right. So that's going to give us a overall of 3.1875. And we are going to round that up to, 3. to 5, a 3.25. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, Brett, you want to finish my sentence? Or, uh, yeah, you start. Let's go on to beer, beer number, number two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are back with our second beer, which is called Darren the One-Eyed Cat. Sounds like a good producer name. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> no. So <laughs> this one comes in at uh, 8.2% ABV, and again, IBUs are unlisted. Nice. So this is a blend or a hybrid, if you <laughs> Hybrid and you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a hybrid vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> if you will. So it's uh, 700 liters of Niagara Groen Malbec juice mixed. So the Malbec is a grape that's used in wines mixed with a one-year barrel-aged beer uh, from their cellar. Nice. Right? So this is super slackable. Slackable. Sli- slackable. So, okay, sure. Slightly tart and pops of sweet cherry raspberry and berry, berry, berry. Not a typo. <laughs> That's what they say. Berry, there you berry, go. berry. There it's you not go. a typo, I, I swear. The beer is uh, bottle conditioned, naturally carbonated, which we've seen before. Yep. And again, made with 100% all Ontario ingredients. Um, and a note it, uh, from our producer is it's currently available at Beer Town in London. Yes. There you go. Maybe some of the other Beer Town locations too. Yeah. Yes, we'll see. So the name of the beer comes from their barn cat. Uh, he came to them as a kitten, left, saw the view. Came back <laughs> with only one eye. Oof. Oh, and, scrappy. But it's a very, very sweet boy. Interesting. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say that. Uh, won't give my opinion on cats. Uh, so yeah. on Untapped for this beer, there are 71 check-ins with an average rating of 3.86 bottle caps out of five. Uh, out of those 71, two five out of fives. Uh, and 39 at a bottle, which we are having right now. As you can hear almost from the old clicky clank over Yeah, here. Brett's getting ready getting to prepped. open his. Uh, with a 3.85 uh, average on the bottle. And draft, 23 with a 4.05. This would be very interesting off a of draft. Now, we haven't had it yet, yes. but I feel like because of what it is, I feel like this would be a really good uh, a beer off the draft. And also, I'm just getting excited because we haven't had a bottle on the podcast in a while. That's yeah, true. Up to 10s, maybe? Was that the last one? That was like a year ago. I know. So long ago. Anyway, Tyler. You good? Yep. All right. Grab your kit. Wait a second. (laughs) Grab your bottle. Grab your glass. And uh, let's open her up. Ooh, well done. There we go. All right. So we're going to be pouring this one uh, here shortly. And uh, Chris, if you want to go into a little bit of a description of what we're having this out of. Yeah, exactly. So we are drinking this out of a chalice or a tulip glass. So uh, make sure to use your proper glassware. 
Okay, watch the fruit flies, boys. There's yeah, a yes. couple flying around, and they're they itching, like their grapes. Itching yes. to get us Apparently, uh, some carrots were left. There was some carrots that were left behind. Oh, oh you're doing like three finger depth in there. I had to get one out. Yeah, well, the fruit go. fly was sucking up some of the now, my beer. Someone call that an adjunct to the beer. They would. <laughs> not a good adjunct, but no, not at all. So uh, uh, on the uh, the visual, I guess on the eyes, uh, this has a very very red wine look to it um with the exception of you know not a big head but a head which you're not going to get i'm definitely assuming that the malbach juice is red from a red grape (laughs) grape. yes malbach is a red wine there you go a red grape i'm not a wine connoisseur out there folks that's okay that's okay i probably had maybe one full bottle of wine in my life and it was at my wedding wow not bad yeah so we've talked a little bit about what it looks like. What do you guys get? A little smell? What do you oh, get? I'm assuming it's going to be grape. You get the uh, the barrel. Yeah. You get yeah, uh, you a little bit you. of the woodiness yeah. uh, from it. And so that's what we find with some of this stuff too is, um, again, what does that smell like? What's that taste like? Are you going to be picking up a lot of uh, the wood, whether it's oak or, or whatever you know barrel that they use? Some barn wood. Which we don't know what type of barrel no. they use. No, we did not. Um, we don't. But yeah, we mentioned at the beginning that they have kind of two types of styles of beer. They're, you know, kind of regular and then they're barrel age. So this is obviously coming from the yeah. barrel age. They sent us one of both. Good on them. Yeah. Yeah. And again, when you when you go to have this, you have to keep perspective, right? You yes. know it's going to be a grape. You know it's going to be a little bit wine. You know it's going to have some woodiness to it. So um, again, set yourself up in a uh, situation. Uh, where I do wonder how tart this is going to be. Yeah, it, it, it may be. The only way to find out, though, oh, is to drink it. Good call. There it is. All right, I'm going to actually drink this one. One of you guys uh, chit chat a little bit while we get into it. I, yeah, I, uh, you you guys go ahead. Uh, I'm going to tell everyone um, about this this bottle. Usually, Brett's talking about the bottle or the can, but the label on this beer has a a cat, as you might expect, uh, with an X through its right eye. So obviously signifying that it is missing one eye. And his left one eye is his good eye. That's right. Kind of like me. Oh, I didn't know you had a one eye. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just saying. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, I haven't seen an eye patch on you, so you've been decoying me the whole time? I've got two great eyes. Patches over. 2020 20 vision, some would say. So I, w- what do you guys taste in? A lot of grape. <laughs> yeah, it's it's grape forward. Um, you know what? For sitting in a barrel for a period of time is uh, that woodiness actually isn't coming forward. And we, we've seen this with other types of beers, not just necessarily grape ales, um, but other barrel-aged sours, perhaps, where you get more of a wood forward. Um, it's not to say that it's not present, because it, it certainly is, but it's not overly woody. Um, first first steps here. Um, Chris, you talked about the glassware, right? Yes. And what kind of glassware we're using? Yes. And uh, so this kind of glassware obviously lends itself to being more open mouth. And you find uh, with a normal red wine, you want a bit, a bit more of an, an open mouth. So that way it can aerate. Yeah. And I think that uh, doing justice to this beer would be the same sort of process um, that you would have with a red wine. Is Make sure that you are swirling it. Make sure you're getting some of that, um, that airiness into, into the beer. Yeah, we should have put a aerator. Uh, right? With, with this That's beer. how we should have poured it. Yeah, we should have. Gosh, put um, it in the bottle. But I will say, this is distinctly different from a wine, obviously, because yes. it's a beer. Yep. Um, and one of those distinguishing differences is the carbonation. This is pretty heavily carbonated, actually, mm-hmm. um, which I know Naturally. they said yeah, was natural. 
So that definitely brings in that beer uh, flavor, but like super heavy on the grape, which you would expect. Almost like a, it's almost like an alcoholic Welch's grape juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes. Now, <laughs> yeah, I was saying the same thing. I, I really was, yeah. yeah. You said about something about like aeration and pouring out of the bottle. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure you poured this out of the bottle. No. So what you can do with red wines is there's a thing like it's an aerator and you put that on the bottle. Yeah. So when you pour it out, it it pours out instead of just pouring straight from a bottle. Is it aerates? Basically, you want well. you want the oxygen to go through the wine, so, so the aerator like will. Do I can that. do a comparison here, like a physics when it comes to beer, right? Kind sure, of. Yeah. 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 Okay. It, it could be very similar to it, but yeah, there's. I mean, uh, that's more like not CO two and stuff like that, but yeah, I get your point. Yeah, I see where you're going with it. It's almost like uh, I don't know, uh, like a, a sap tap for a tree. Uh, just the way that okay. it looks, just for visual kind of reference. There you go. That's how much I know about wine. There you go. I learned more. Yeah, so it's good to kind of move it around a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Um, do we want to get into the flavor profiles now then? Yeah, Chris, definitely. do you want to do these Quite. ones? Quite. Sure. Sure. Such distinguished young men. The first one, not surprisingly, is grapes. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah, heavy <laughs> on the grapes. Uh, number two is tart. Um there definitely is some tartness to it. Yeah, now it's I not so. it's not labeled as a sour ale, but I, you know, oftentimes when you get that barrel age, unless it's a stout, oftentimes yeah. a lot of the sourness I comes mean, through. B- and, barrel and grape kind of just kind of tell you there's going to be some tartness. Yeah, right? uh, and I think that's just it. The aging of the grape is going to lend itself to some tartness. Now I don't. I'm just going to kind of pause on the flavor profiles. I know I said start them, but just a little 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 pause here. Okay. Um, Looking at the beer now, you do see some of them, the adjuncts of it, um, mm-hmm. some dissipation of whether it's the grape or or the barrel in it. But I do think that's probably more grape based. Whether um, you guys see it or not, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I see it kind of floating down to the bottom of the yeah, glass here. Some more adjuncts in it, which is nice. So make sure uh, again, as you're aerating it and swirling around a little bit, you're going to move some of those adjuncts so they don't settle at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So you get more of a wholesome flavor profile throughout. Yeah, totally. So number three on flavor profiles is red wine. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. I don't think I've ever really had much of red wine. This yeah. is the most red wine I've had. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I see it. Yeah. yeah. And then number four and five are a couple of fruits. So number four is raspberry, which I'm not really picking up personally. No, no raspberry there. Uh, and number five is the acai, which I do not even know what that tastes like. So maybe... But uh, I'm, I'm not getting it. Yeah, I've had it before. You've been to Asia, so uh, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say <laughs> it. But um, a little bit of the raspberry I am getting more okay. so than the acai. Uh, but because of the grape is overpowering. Yeah. If you let the the flavor kind of settle out, I think you get more of that grape on the back end. Yeah. So uh, or, sorry, raspberry on the back end. Right. So Tristan is saying maybe oaky, barrel aged, sour, woody, cherry. He's got a whole bunch. Uh, cherry flavored cough syrup. I don't think that's a flavor profile on that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, we can make it one. Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know about the the cough syrup personally, but definitely um, woody and barrel aged. I think I get, I'm getting a tiny bit of cherry. Yeah, I um, recently had my father-in-law made a brisket this weekend, and I think that this yeah. would be really nice with a brisket. Uh, just a, a, lo- a lovely kind of uh And who doesn't dinner. like brisket? Yeah, like. put that on at 9 in the morning and have it at 8 at night. But um, yeah, I think that this is a really good beer for like a, a, a red meat as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I do get some of the, the oakiness or barrel age, so I get that from a producer. 
So let's uh, see what uh, some untapped users think. Brent, what do you think? Uh, this first one's from JT, and his handle is Nader Guy. On July 30th, I feel as though it's almost like Chris, you're in head in terms of what you said earlier. Yeah. Um, so on July 30th, said Fizzy Welch's for grownups. Oh, there you go. Uh, boozy but deliciously smooth. Great brew. 4.5 out of 5. Now, we maybe should have planned ahead and had a uh, bottle of uh, Welch's grape juice today. And just kind of uh, compare the two and see kind of where we're at. A blind taste test? Yeah, a blind taste test. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Me, and, me and JT are on the same yes, wavelength. Exactly. Chris. So the next one comes from Tyler W. Don't let me down, Tyler. Yeah, great name, right? Yeah. I didn't say that, but I'm glad no, that you I, think I, so. I knew you were going to. I didn't say it. You were thinking it. <laughs> uh, like you with Tyler from Wishbone. It's like, yeah, great, yeah. Name. great ah. name to you too, man. Yeah. <laughs> great guy. Yeah. So uh, Tyler's handle is Waterman. TE, tight end maybe, uh, on June 26th said, acidic, wine forward, Malbec all the way, lots of sour berry notes, and great finish. And Tyler gave it a four out of five. Interesting. So uh, I've had a few beers that have had um, wine or grape juice used in them, and I haven't been a huge fan. Um, this one I think is well done, but I. It's just not necessarily my style, so I'm going to give it a 3.25 out of 5. Uh, for me, obviously, um, I'm kind of not on the same page with you in terms of the amount of wine hybrid beers that I've had before. This is almost, I would say, probably my first one. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. No, I, seriously, because like, well, I'm not a wine I, person and I'm not... Personally. Yeah, I'd like you to look look into it after. It's Just not something that you kind of grab. I'm not, I'm not seeking yeah. it out. If you sure. Yeah. So no, I do appreciate Slake sending this uh, to us yeah. and letting me kind of expand my horizons, if you will. Uh, see, horizon. Uh, that's sun up, not sundown. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It, it's it, on right. the horizon. Yeah, the sun yeah, goes up and down. Yeah, there you go. For what it is, uh, I think it's probably quite well done. Uh, I'm not going to go and probably. Sick this out again, slake this out again, maybe do it that way. Uh, I'm gonna give this a 3.25. All right, now from myself, I'm actually gonna go a little bit higher than you guys. Actually, I'd say considerably higher. Um, I'm gonna give this a 4.25. Um, mm. again, it is it's tart, there's the grape flavor, there's a raspberry in the back end, there's um, an oakiness or a, a, a barrel woody taste to it, but it's not overpowering. Um, I wish I would have had this with uh, this weekend's dinner. Um, and, and I think that changes, again, what you're kind of having it with. And it kind of elevates that experience for you. So um, producer Tristan's going to give it a 3.75. And Chris, what do we got here? So that's giving us an overall of 3.625, which we're going to round up to 3.75. I do feel, though, if I was having this watching that sunset at Sleek, it could have been a little higher. Yeah, Who just knows? off the horizon. Exactly, right? <laughs> so that concludes the review of Sleek and the beers that we provided for today's episode. Nice. Next is uh, going to be a conversation about our dream brewery. Okay. So, dreams and, you know, Sleek dream, kind of had... Dream on! Dream on! No. Okay. Um, I didn't I have know we were singing. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about dreams? Okay. I'm good. Anyway, so with Slate County having that picturesque view. As told by Tristan. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. It gives you time to ponder and think about what potentially could be. Right? Yes. So I pose the question, what would be your dream brewery? 
Okay, so I have three in terms of kind of what I'm going to start with. Um, so I'll start with location. You want it to be like farm, rural, industrial, or downtown city? So you posed the question and then gave us parameters in which to Bingo. dictate. I, I you did, can by all means go outside. I did point. not stick to the parameters. I did not as well. Maybe but you, that's okay. You go ahead I'm totally uh, okay with that. first, Brett. Oh, myself? Yeah. See, I am thinking of a lovely uh, brewery. I almost, if it could be possible. It's a dream. Okay, right? A brewery right beside my house. <laughs> and I'm not saying this because in terms of oh, that would be awesome. I'm just saying it in terms because of the views. Okay? Because I live on a cornfield. <laughs> what I'm, a beautiful view yes, of all the I'm, views I no, can think I'm, of. I'm saying it's almost like that sunset view that you have at Slick because there's a great sunset view that you have. If you literally minus the hill, minus the limestone. Yeah, you got a review for a retirement home. <laughs> Your grandparents will there for God's sakes. They do. <laughs> anyway, so in terms of having just a nice kind of in the city, but also having that kind of farm view would be perfect. Country in where, the city? Exactly, which is where I am. I'm in the city technically, but I have a country view. Does that make sense? Sure. It's your dream. All right. Well, my location, I would like to be something like beachside or waterside, some form of water. Um, because I kind of love the idea of like multiple entry points. So people coming in on land, on, you know, through the water with your boat, maybe seaplaning in, um, you know, that's kind of my ideal location. Yeah. I mean, the way that I took this was a little bit different. I was thinking of more of just like a home brewery setup. And so I've got some information on that, which I think will lend itself maybe to some more of our, our listeners. Um, kind of connect with them. But if I was choosing a location, I would agree with what Chris is saying. And I'd, I'd look at more of the Muskoka area, um, which would be kind of nice, having a nice kind of cottage, um, as well as a brewery right, right on the water for those same activities. And um, yeah. So Tristan's saying he wants to be at or actually a part of a baseball stadium. Hmm. Interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah, be all right. That would be cool. I'm in on that. Right. Uh, he could also go to left field. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's, That's it's not, not, not at a stadium. At the stadium, but, but, but very again, baseball base, field. Baseball yeah. themed and yep. uh, lots of their different uh, vibes of that. All right. So kind of the brewery feel. Do you want like modern, old school, or themed as as uh, brought up by producer Tristan? Um, what are we thinking? What so, would you like? Yeah, what would you, oh, you yes. go first? You always, you always play the reverse Uno card on me. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. So again, I'm more, I'd be more of like a modern themed uh, style, but the one thing, um, especially within my area, is I'd want to have it kind of like a sports bar, but not really a, like a sports bar in terms. Of you want to have the TVs there to play sporting events, different events that are happening. If it's like UFC or anything like that, to bring you know the masses of people who aren't craft beer drinkers in, right? Sure, that would be my my thing. Lots of big TVs, projectors, etc., while enjoying a nice uh, few craft beers. Yeah, so uh, I wouldn't go with any particular theme, per se. Uh, I would go with, like, super modern, like, a really clean look. Almost, uh, if you guys remember Dancing Gnome in Pittsburgh, yes. like, that's kind of my yep. feel as to kinda how like I... Kind of grit, monochromatic? Yeah, something yep. like that, like, yep. very, very modern. Um, that's that's what I would really like in, in my brewery. 
Do you just want to open up the same brewery? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 theme I feel like water. we should. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we have to at this point. Um, so I'd be fairly similar with that. Now, if I was up in the Muskoka area, I would tie in some of the nature aspect of it. So I'd keep it very clean, crisp. But I would bring in some of the outdoors inside yeah. uh, to, to make it more uh, welcoming. Again, I have a completely different plan written down. But I'm going to just play by the, the rules of the game here and uh, continue on that way. You can go outside the rules of the game. No, no, I, yeah, we'll, we'll get there maybe yeah, I, I saw that you had, like, cost everything and things like that. Yeah, I, 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 I did, like, a home brewery setup, which is kind of like the dream setup, is not mm. necessarily a brewery outside of somewhere else. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know what, the ability for us to brew um, within ourselves at, in our own location. But that's okay. Hey, I'm uh, totally okay with that. We'll get there. We'll get there, maybe. If that's the dream, right? So, uh, obviously, Tristan's saying, if he wants it at a baseball stadium, it's got to be sports themed. It's got to right? be. So, you know, seats from old stadiums, maybe some signed photos, lots of memorabilia. Uh, he loves bobbleheads. So mm-hmm. some bobbleheads, some jerseys, mm-hmm. nice. some equipment, lots of signed stuff. So I yeah. think uh, like National Stadium in Stratford, you just put a brewery right beside that. That'd be perfect. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's the dream, baby. Yeah. And then you got a golf course Ooh. right there, too. You are All it's true. people. He, he didn't specify what level of baseball Inter- stadium. County, maybe. So, yeah, right. There you go. There it is. Get right. the London majors in on it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So in terms of beers that you would need to have, so like kind of like a flight, your core mm-hmm. four beers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Myself, you'd have to have, you know, again, that beer that tastes like a Bud Light or people would ask for it. Sure. Nice lager. Yep. You got to yep. have a hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, kind of that dank juice palm, if you will. A stout. With some adjuncts in it. Could be cherry, could be something else. Yep. And then you have to have a, a fruited sour. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Again, gives you a nice little spectrum across the board. Yep. That's what that's when you kind of know, you can kind of tell from the brewmaster he likes to, you know, go out there a little bit, right? Sure. So and, go ahead, Chris. I, I'm pretty similar to you. So I definitely said lager. You gotta have a lager there. IPA, I didn't really specify like New England or West Coast. I think whatever my brewer kind of does best, I would say would be in the core. Because we're opening this probably together, Chris. Uh, can I make a suggestion? Yeah. So normally I'd be more accustomed to like the New England IPAs, but I think because we're gonna be up near that water, maybe that cottage feel. Right. I think we gotta go with bring the pininess in. Okay, yeah. Little West Coast there. Do a little West Coast. Yeah. So then I also said a stout, but I would go uh less like pastry stout like you mentioned brett and just do like kind of a basic stout just okay. get people in the door kind of like that black bridge from what wishbone kind yeah, of like yeah 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 mm, taking my content boy <laughs> and then i said a wheat beer as well but i, I also that. thought about my seasonals so like in the summer oh, i'd want to do sours and new england ipas in the fall do some dark lagers uh like in our last episode we had our you know the black lager something like that with west coast ipas in the winter, that's when I bring out the pastry yeah, stouts. Yeah. And then in the spring, some pale ales and then some like lighter and more kind of traditional lagers. Well, so, well, yeah. uh, Tyler goes away from the camera, or microphone for a second. Yeah. Camera, whatever. <laughs> I was just going to say, in terms, if I had kind of like a seasonal things like that, I would do like, you know what Craft Heads does in Windsor and kind of like really weird one offs. Pickle beers? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> like, put, put, Santa a, beers. put like a, a sprinkled donut in a beer and see how it goes. Like, just. 
yeah. random things like that that'll get people in the door, right? For sure. Totally. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, allergy season's catching yeah, right. up to me here. <sighs> Ragweed. I'm getting a couple sneezes. Ragweed in. IPA. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, no, thanks. Um, obviously, I think you have to have your very standard kind of lager, um, which is good. I, I think if uh, Chris and I are doing something like this up in Muskoka area, then definitely I think the West Coast IPA is good. Um, I think a, a strong, a good pale ale kind of carry it through. Mm. Um, I love my sours, but I think that is very a seasonal kind of thing. And that could be offset by um, some of these, these stouts that, that you can get, which are uh, a little bit lower in um, alcohol content, which are good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that uh, that's kind of like the, the core uh, three or four. And then you, you mix in your seasonals with that. And depending on where you're at, if you're up in the Muskoka area, I'd like to see something that's done with cranberries because they've got a lot of cranberry bogs up that way in Bala and such. Apparently, we, myself, has a longer drive to record this podcast. You guys are moving to the Muskokas. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do it over <laughs> the, inter, the interweb. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I might be uh, zooming in for those. <laughs> you, you can stay the night. Okay, uh, fair enough. <laughs> I can do that. So Tristan's saying, obviously, he's saying the same thing, like, the usual a lager a blonde ale that's that's, that's okay. an interesting take uh, IPA and a stout so we're we're pretty uh, yeah. we're pretty uh, aligned on like what three of the, out of the four yeah uh, and then he's saying some sours in the summer maybe minor league experimental beers so you know just kind of seasonal dependent doing little small batch pumpkin if you will. spices coming oh, up there you go. <laughs> 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 we all like the producer and obviously we know we're not going to get anything audio out of it so yeah. that was kind of it, it was kind of like a maybe maybe look. perhaps <laughs> well, probably not perhaps <laughs> there you go anybody else anything uh, else you yeah I mean I just I, I know you had a whole like financial yeah, budget set yeah up, I looked so. at stuff for like a, a home brewing system and I think uh, you could probably get something close to ten to twelve thousand dollars just to do uh, a home brewery, um, and what, whatever that looks like. And I do have some information on that. So if you want some of that, of kind of what I'm thinking, uh, by all means, you reach can out. You my garage if you want. Yeah, I mean, just reach out to us. Let us know if you want that information because I did a bit of research on what I would like. Um, and again, it, it's it's not anything over the top, but ten uh, to $12,000 can get you some, some pretty good equipment to do some home brewing. So. I mean, if that's the dream, that's the dream, right? But I took it as like if I had unlimited budget, yes. like kind of what would I sure. want you know to what? do? Yeah. I'll yeah, leave same. it down to this in terms of a movie quote from Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. All right, that's going to be all for today's episode. Thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite brewmaster. There you go. So from all of us and producer Tristan, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.